Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Before we get started with the intro, I've been told that I should start with my literary joke. So here we go. What does Charles Dickens keep in his spice rack? What? What What does Charles Dickens keep in his spice rack? What does he keep in his spice rack? The best of times and the worst of times. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I like that. I like that. It tickled me. All right. All right. Hello, fellow readers, and welcome to Three Reads in a Pod. My name is Heather. I'm Sarah. And I'm Delia. If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, stick around. This episode of this episode of Three Reads, we'll be discussing Rebecca by Daphne Du Maurier. <laughs> if you want to read along, we post the book and book bite of the month on our Instagram, Three Reads in a Pod. That's the number three reads in a pod. And without further ado, it's time to turn the page. I goofed that a bunch. Yeah, that was wonderful. Lucky editing for Delia. <laughs> Good luck with that. We started out blood fever with us laughing and then me saying like, yeah, it's recording. And Sarah go, oh, okay. Um, well, uh, and then you started, I edited none of that. <laughs> Our funny intros are probably my favorite thing. They're so funny when I go back and listen. Um, okay. So this, Rebecca was my pick. Um, when we were in high school, do you remember when we got to pick, uh, like an, a biography of someone and we oh, did like a report yeah. on it? Okay. Well, Daphne well, du Maurier was my, uh, person. I wonder um, why it sounded familiar. Like you had talked about her before. That makes sense. Yes. That, that's her. So Daphne was born the 13th of May in 1907. Her father was an actor slash manager. Her mother was an actress. Her grandfather, George, he was a famous cartoonist. Uh, She married and became Lady Browning in 1932. She became a dame um, by the order of the British Empire later on, but she didn't really care about all of that. Uh, She had three children, Tessa, Flavia, and Christian. Uh, It was said that she was aloof and cold to her family while she was writing. She was also... Uh, rather reclusive. I have actually an article that I would like to read about her potential inspiration for Rebecca. Uh, it is a Vanity Fair um, article written by Rosemary Counter. Basically, there is um, suggestion that she based Rebecca after Jeanette Jan Ricardo, who was the raven-haired ex-fiance of Army officer Frederick Browning, that's Daphne du Maurier's husband, that she married in 1932. Um, after they got engaged, du Maurier went rummaging through his drawers and found hidden stashes of Ricardo's love letters. I know that she came across one or two letters or cards, fairly sort of harmless things, where Jan did sign Jan Ricardo with this great, wonderful R, her son, Kit Browning, uh, told Telegraph in 2013. Uh, Rebecca Chu signed her name with a glamorous R, which recurs throughout Jamari's novel, appearing on notebooks, letterheads, handkerchiefs. We know about that. 
Harmless as they might have appeared, Ricardo's letters sparked a deep and long-lasting insecurity in Dumarier. She found and hid photographs of Ricardo in the Dumarier biography, Mainderly Forever. Her curiosity turned to jealousy, then fixation. Though there's no evidence Browning and Ricardo ever met in person again, Dumarier remained convinced her husband was still attracted to his gorgeous old flame, or worse, that he was still in love with her. When Dumarier would later defend Rebecca in court, she dreaded any questions about her behavior in regard to Ricardo. I was so terrified of that coming up in the box and making publicity that I was nearly off my rocker, she later said. Um, I do not know why she had to hold up Rebecca in court. Oh, yeah, maybe I do. Yes, I do. Okay, just kidding, everyone. Anyway, the author gathered every detail about Ricardo she could find via society gossip and newspaper stories. Even after after Rebecca was published, she learned from the London Times that Ricardo had married another military man. Like Dumourier, Ricardo soon welcomed a daughter. Oddly, Ricardo's wedding announcement featured a guest list that included Dumourier's elder sister, Angela, the likely source of juicy gossip that Ricardo had read Rebecca and recognized herself as its inspiration. Dumourier's uh, and Ricardo's parallel lives might have continued if, in August 1944, Dumourier's sleuthing hadn't uncovered another Times notice. Uh, This one... DeRosne writes, had grim news, Jan Ricardo, a seemingly happy young wife and mother, had died after throwing herself in front of a train. So, that is one instance of what could have been an inspiration for Rebecca. Uh, Manderley, okay, of course, was also based on Manger Billy, a 70-room home in Cornwall that Dumarie said she wanted to live in. She passed it by as a kid. She's like, I'm going to live there. And sure enough, she did. Um, and a lot of her stories are based in Cornwall. She had two sides to herself. I don't know. Did you guys read like the after, um, the after the book kind of summary on Dumourier or anything? There was if you didn't. one in the audio book. Okay. No, okay. there well, was not fine. one in the audio book. Can confirm. <laughs> okay. So it basically states, and this is, Dumourier had like two sides of herself. One I mentioned was very reclusive. She was shy. She didn't like to get out into society much, but the other one was very much like a boy, she would say. It was like a man, and she had, like, all of this passionate love, and she um, was Rebecca, basically. Like, this other side, you know how we have the narrator and Rebecca and how different they are, which we're going to get into. So that was how Demoria would say that she felt about herself. Uh, She even went on to have affairs with women, uh, Gertrude Lawrence being one. So she was a spicy lady. Three of her novels or and stories became adapted by Alfred Hitchcock, Rebecca, The Birds, and Jamaican Inn. There is possible plagiarism when it comes to Rebecca and The Birds. So I will read you what I found on Wikipedia. Everyone can, you know, do their own searching here. There was this book. It was written in 1934. It's called A Successora. It's The Successor by Brazilian writer Carolina uh, Nabucco. Uh, according to Nabucco, I hope I'm saying this correctly. I could be saying it very wrong, so I apologize. And her editor, not only the main plot, but also situations and entire dialogues have been copied. Uh, Dumarier denied having copied Nabucco's book, as did her publisher, pointing out that the plot elements used in Rebecca said to have been plagiarized were very quite common. Um, The controversy was examined in a November 6, 2002 article in the New York Times. The article said that according to Nabucco's memoirs, when the Hitchcock film Rebecca was first shown in Brazil, 
United Artists wanted Nabucco to sign a document stating that the similarities were merely a coincidence, but she refused. Nabucco's memoirs said that when the film version of Rebecca came to Brazil, the producer's lawyer sought out my lawyer to ask him that I sign a document admitting the possibility of there having been a mere coincidence. I would be compensated with a quantity described as of considerable value. I did not consent naturally. And then uh, another author, Frank Baker, believed that Dumarier had plagiarized his novel, his 1936 novel called The Birds, in her short story, The Birds. So <laughs> Dumarier had been working as a reader for Baker's publisher. And then at the time he submitted the book, she came across, like she had the potential to come across the manuscript for The Birds. And when Hitchcock's The Birds was released in 1963, based on Demoria's story, Baker considered but was advised against pursuing costly litigation against Universal Studios. So essentially, um, possible plagiarism on all of this. This was a wild lady, y'all, wild lady. I do all my best work when it's someone else's work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So what we take from this is clearly that um, you can become notorious as long as you just steal someone else's hard work. Okay, now as for Rebecca, the novel starts with a personal companion to a Mrs. Van Hopper. I'm, I'm going to try to tell the story in like chronological order um, because I know the book kind of goes a little bit some places out of time. But you have this narrator. She's never named. She's a personal companion to a Mrs. Van Hopper, who is just this, like, wild lady in society. They're staying in Monte Carlo at a hotel where they come across uh, Mr. DeWinter, Maxim DeWinter, who was said to have been just distraught over the loss of his wife, Rebecca, who we find out had died in a boat-slash-drowning accident. The narrator okay, is... We didn't know that it was a boating accident. Or at least I didn't know it was a boating accident. I, I didn't know it was a boating. I thought she just drowned until later. Okay. And then they're like, the boat started tearing apart. But just... Like, oh, okay, it's a boating for... accident. Cool. But we thought it was drowning. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. And so, yeah, we get into it. And the narrator's just quite this very plain girl, very shy. Mrs. Van Hopper's like, we're going to go to New York. And she's like, ah, I don't want to go to New York. And then she cries. And then she goes to Maxim. She's like, Maxim! I'm going to go to New York. And he's like, no, let's get married. Uh, so they do. And he takes her back to Manderley, which is this beautiful home, um, beautiful flowers, plants everywhere, vivid description. And he kind of just lets her be, lets her go off on her own. She finds Mrs. Danvers, who was the servant to Rebecca. And Mrs. Danvers clearly does not like the narrator, has it out for her from the beginning kind of thing because she was so devoted to Rebecca. The narrator is reminded of Rebecca constantly throughout the book. Um, she's reminded about her handwriting and just how beautiful and social that Rebecca was compared to her, who was very, I would say, uh, what do you call that? Introverted. Yeah, introvert. Thank you. Okay, uh, we met them. Guys, what else happened? Give me just a moment. I lost my phone. I know what happened. Okay. We do learn that Rebecca died at the boating accident, that there had been a body that washed up. Uh, Maxim had, uh, he had claimed this body as Rebecca's and she was missing her arms. And so everybody thought, especially the narrator, you know, Maxim's just really upset over Rebecca. He gets um, very quiet and sort of, uh, 
goes in on himself. And he is grumpy. I would I would posit that he gets a little grumpy anytime. He is totally grumpy anytime. Yes, especially when we have the ball. So you know they want to. Uh, the narrator wants to come out as the bride. She wants to have this ball. She's worried because Rebecca is somebody who used to have all these parties at Manderley. Uh, she, it's a dress-up ball, the costume ball. And Mrs. Danvers, for some godforsaken reason, the narrator listened to her. Mrs. Danvers is like, hey, why don't you wear this uh, this dress? You know, you can look at this picture of the lady in white right here above the mantle. Wonderful picture. Why don't you base your costume off that? So the lady listens, um, our narrator lady, and it turns out Rebecca had worn the same costume the the last time they had a costume ball. And so Maxim was very upset at her, yelled at her to take it off. You know, the narrator's upset. I think at this moment we can just say that, you know, I was very, very, very just, I was like, I can't do this. You know, emotionally, I'm like, I feel so embarrassed and I'm so mad. When we get past this. <laughs> Goodness. Um, and in the mix of this, because I'm terrible at this summary, but in the mix of this, you learn that Mrs. Danvers like keeps everything of Rebecca's completely just very um, untouched. She wants to keep things like dusted. She wants to keep it prim and proper as if Rebecca's just going to come back and, you know, sleep in her bed one night, which she's not because she's dead. Um, but then we find out about the cousin also. I forgot about the cousin, Favel, Jack, and he comes and oh god guys i'm on a hot mess here this is wild i was trying to write it down this is crazy you're doing perfect you're doing perfect keep going thank you i promise so there's jack favel and then he comes and then maxim you know they try to keep it a secret from maxim uh because he does not like the cousin of rebecca and mrs danvers had mentioned um oh gosh was this before or after the ball when she's like jump jump from this window after that's after okay. favel comes before Okay, so Favelle comes before the ball, and then then she spends the night, you know, like, she does her duty, um, greeting the guests at the ball, but then, of course, she goes back to her room, Maxim never comes to bed, she thinks he's terribly upset, and thinks that she dresses Rebecca on purpose. So then the next morning, um, we have our narrator, narrator lady who decides to confront Mrs. Danvers, which I'm really surprised that she actually did. Uh, to be honest, because she's just a little, you know, but, and then Mrs. Danvers is like, haha, Rebecca used to make love to all these men on the beach and she'd come back and tell me about it. And she would laugh and you should be dead. Not her. No one deserves happiness, but Rebecca. And she tells the narrator lady, like, jump out this window. No one will care. Everything will be over. And the narrator lady is like, sure, maybe, maybe I should. But then, okay. A shipwrecks. Oh my God. Shipwrecks. Everybody's like, whoa, we got to help all the shipwrecked people and Maxim's there. And she's like, whoa, Maxim, you know? And then they find, uh, God, God. Then they find the remnants of Rebecca's boat that she had taken out sailing. Oh, no, it was like the whole fucking boat. There were no remnants. It was all Yeah, yeah, so it was the the boat, and they had found a body inside, Um, which, you know, at first I was like, oh, maybe, you know, it was a guy she was cheating right one of her lovers and then they were like no she always goes out sailing by herself so then we find out that nay 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 um maxim did not love rebecca he hated rebecca um rebecca was just this kind of detestly person she basically told maxim that she would make manderley a wonderful place to live Uh, they would be the talk of the town you know everyone would look up to them in society 
Um, but she could go off and just kind of have affairs and do whatever she wanted. And he got the run of Manderley, basically. Um, Maxim, I guess, is he's miserable, it seems. He's tired of this. He confronts Rebecca one night because he learns that her cousin, she's down at the cottage, right? And then her she, cousin's well, supposed to come. It's that she stopped being discreet. She, like, the, yes. She was seeing people. She just stopped being discreet about it. Yes, because they wanted the um, idea of like this perfect marriage, you know, nothing being aloof or off about them, but obviously it wasn't true. So then Maxim's like, got a gun. He's like, hey, Rebecca, you can't keep doing this. And she's like, whoa, I'm pregnant. Ha ha ha. And then he shoots her and he's like, pow. And I mean, it sounds really bad, but she was a mean, she was very mean about it. And she said she was pregnant. And she was that, a manipulative cow. Yes, and that her child, who may or may not have been his biological child. No, it was not. Uh, it's straight up, she was like, it's not your kid, but you're yeah, we, we're yes. married. You have to raise him like he's yours. And he would take over Manderley, and I'll take over Manderley. So then he shoots her, and then she's like, ha, 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 and then she dies. And so then he takes her bow out to sea. There's a storm. He um, plows some holes in it. He unplugs the little draining holes. He lets it go and lets it lay where it may. Um, so then he tells his wife all of this. And he's like, do you love me now? And she's like, you never loved Rebecca. He never loved Rebecca. Oh, my God. He never loved Rebecca. I just love him so much. <laughs> I'm like, girl, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, great. That's great. Um, but then in your own sort of way, I was kind of rooting for Maxim just because, like, off from the get-go, there was something off about Rebecca, I felt. Like, Girl. Anyway, anyway, we'll get in. <laughs> we can talk about this. Anyway, anyway, but anyway, uh, the point is, they do this. They do like the in inquest, and then you find out that they um, take it from like a horrible accident to potential suicide. Jack Fobble's like, no, she would never kill herself. We have to find out what happened, and they find out the motive. Um, basically, they go visit the doctor that she had visited that day, and she was really sick. Uh, she wasn't pregnant. She couldn't be pregnant. She was just dying of cancer, and she didn't want to die like that. And uh, basically, kind of um, prompted Maxim into killing her so she could die fast. And that's basically that. I know I missed some stuff like Ben. You're good. So ben, real quick though, but, so they, they drive back to Manderley, and because I know this oh, is important. Yeah. So they're driving back to Manderley. If you want to finish that part. Oh, yep. Yeah. They drive back to Manderley after they find out that she was dying, which to the inspector um, is good reason for or good cause for a suicide. And uh, they see Manderley is ablaze and it was set on fire and Mrs. Danvers is gone. Oh, dun, dun, dun. And that's that. You can, this was very yeah. complicated. Yeah, the story, you went chronologically. So then we know that was the end as far as that goes. But the beginning of the story, the way it starts out is that her and some unknown man we now know is Maxim where they basically are hotel hopping from place to place being together yeah. and, and like living their lives together in, in marital harmony. And they sometimes think about Manderley. And now we know why they're hotel hopping instead of going to Manderley. Because mm -hmm. yeah, because she, she has like that nightmarish dream about like, Manderley at the beginning and you know and then you find out yeah so that's that guys and go into your thoughts yep. this is a hot mess I you both go first uh we since, just stared at each other uh i i did all of that talking so all right uh i'm gonna go first because i can't not 
so I'm not going to lie. The first half of this book, I was like, could she be any more boring? Like, can the main character... <laughs> we don't even know I her was name. That's how not interesting she is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There, I'm sure there's some reason for that. But, yeah, no, I was like, this is so boring. And then we get to the end with, like, everything with Maxim and the death and stuff. And I was like, or the murder and stuff. And I was like, oh, things are speeding up. But we've got, like, an hour left of the audiobook to go. Why? Yep. <laughs> I was like, I get it. You're going for walks. You're sad. You want your husband to love you. And for some reason, you are obsessed with his, like, dead wife. Like, you care more about him. I know more about Rebecca than I know about Maxim. Yes. Yes. Country song Girl Crush by Little Big Town. That's what was going through my head the entire time I was watching or listening to the book. So that's how I felt. It was real interesting. I liked it. Yeah, that's 100% how I felt too. I was reading, like, this is exhausting. It took me so long to get through the beginning. And the writing, it's beautiful imagery, but at the same time, it's exhausting when you have a character who describes something and then they start daydreaming and they just start start describing specific things in the daydreams. Like he lazily tied his shoe as I began to think about the time that I was in France and in France, there was this thing and there was this other thing and there was a table and it was red. And I was like, geez, I don't need all that. Like that's so (laughs) much. And like you said, she's not even that interesting. And then it takes that right turn and you're like, all right, girl, get it. And then the book's over. (laughs) (laughs) that's it too boom like that's it was so fast uh same i same reaction as both of you first half i thought uh, this girl is i didn't know if it was because she was so young and if the author was just trying to make her seem more um i don't know a good word but yeah very insecure because she was oh my god and they talk about how young she is the whole time and i would like to think that even when i was young i had a fucking character like i was oh you've had character for a long time thank you i like to think i have been i've been like i had a personality middle school delia had 100 percent personality oh my god yeah oh yeah and you left it in middle school you never brought it back (laughs) heather Uh, <laughs> you just left it there. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm saying from the beginning, from the tip top of our relationship, you have had personality. Thank you. <laughs> I I concur. I concur with the rest with that that same uh, observation with the both of you as well. You know. Yeah, I think I would like to think in my life, not that I don't. I associate with anyone who wants to associate with me pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as long as you're not a ter- terrible person, but I would like to think that. Everyone that I associate with definitely, definitely has 100% more personality than this lady. I mean, she's sitting there and she talked. If I heard her talk one more time about the cigarettes she had to pick up for Mrs. Van Hopper when they were all playing bridge, I was going to kill someone. Yeah. I was like, this is it. I'm like, Adam, everyone in this book just smokes constantly. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's part of the like, 1930s. But yeah. But also, I mean, she didn't, I wonder when she picked up smoking. What I honestly think the most interesting part of her story would have been between when she finds out that Maxim's a murderer and mm. the hotel we find her at at the beginning of the book. Is Jasper dead? What happened to Mrs. Danvers? <laughs> oh, oh, Mrs. Robert's I, okay. I, I liked him. Wait, no. Who's Robert? Robert? Yeah. 
Yeah, Robert. We liked One Robert the, and Frith, he, right? Robert and Frith, yeah. Oh, Robert and yeah. Frith. Can I tell you, though, my favorite character the whole fucking book was Frank and Jasper. Oh, Frank was such a loyal friend. He was such Frank a loyal friend. Frank was 10 friend. out of 10. He was. I was like, you know what? Before I found out how interesting Maxim was, not that you should murder your wife to be interesting, but before I realized how interesting Maxim was, I was like, you know what you should do is divorce this motherfucker, take half his estate, and then marry Frank, because oh, he seems Frank. real nice. I was no joke hoping that, you know, at the beginning, she's like, he and I sit together and we reminisce about Manderly. I thought it was going to be Frank. Oh, that would have been so good. Because it never said anyone's names. So I was like, it's, it's Frank. It's freaking Frank. And then it wasn't. Yeah. So then in my head, Frank was the gay best friend. Gay best friend. You know what? He was a bit of a bachelor. I'm here for that. What I really enjoyed about Frank, too, was the fact uh, of course, like when she comes to him and she's trying to get insight into Rebecca and like what went on in her death and everything. Mm-hmm. And Frank was kind of looking her up and down, like gauging what he can say and what he can't say. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, I really felt like he was being loyal to someone. And then you find out it's it's Maxim because he knows, like he basically knows. Right. Um, he high, he knows. Yeah. That what happened to her. And of course, Rebecca came on to like everyone that she could possibly I come on to. that shit, by the way. I was like, I bet <sighs> everyone talks about how lovely she was. I bet money that that she was not faithful to Maxim at all. Now, I did no. think that it was a suicide. I thought that not okay. Obviously, there's that suspicion. But I thought that it was a suicide before we even knew why she was dead. I was like, mm-hmm. I bet money that she uh, she cheated on her husband a shit ton and she completed suicide. I mean, that's not what happened, mm-hmm. but I, that's what I thought, like almost from the get-go. I mean, it is kind of what happened. Well, yeah, she yeah, inadvertently. She, she used Maxim as the tool oh, yeah, for that's her a, suicide. That's a good way to say it, inadvertently. Yes. Yeah. It's just selfish as hell. If you goad someone yeah. into killing you and you know that they're going to kill you, that's selfish as hell. Also, don't fall for people goading you into murder. <laughs> you know? Step one. Maxim, damn it, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Let her Because ma- you know she wasn't going to live by herself. She wasn't going to do all oh. that shit. She would have killed herself eventually. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because Mrs. Danvers says that was her worst fear. She did, she wanted to die away. quickly. Yeah, she, she didn't want to, yeah, like she didn't want to waste away. And everybody talked about how frail and thin she was and how white she was. And so then, you know, we have that idea like, oh, if she was pregnant, that kind of makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you get sickly and you, you know, you can lose the weight and complexion. But I kept thinking in my head, I was like, something else is going on here. I really thought that she knew that she was going to die. Like she was sick. And then when he mentions, she mentions the child, I'm like, oh, that must be the child. So then when it comes out that she did have cancer, I thought, okay. So my initial vibe was right, you know, mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, I mean, for sure, it was definitely a surprise. It was a, it, like that ending straight up just shocked the shit out of me. I did not see it coming. That's for sure. Yeah. I thought Maxim was going to jail. Frank was moving in oh, yeah. to the, to the husband, to the hubby spot. And we were just going to be chilling, but no, mm-hmm. no, sir. Yeah. It, it took a good, it had a good little ending. Yeah. Also, um, Mrs. Danvers. Fucking bitch. I hate Yeah. Her. We'll be seeing her next Tuesday for the rest of our lives. Oh, yeah. Like, for real. She is bad. <laughs> yeah. Wor- so are we to assume that she definitely set that oh, fire, yeah, right? No, no. I know they're probably like, who under who did it? 
and like maybe it was Mrs. Danvers. We don't know for sure. No, she's spiteful ho. She's spiteful. She of course, spiteful she ho. knew. She a psycho ho she's as well. Psycho, yes. No, we can't be saying yeah. stuff like that because psycho, uh. psycho people. Some people be you know. Crazy some people are and... really good, and then some people just um they don't even have to be mentally ill they can just be born evil and that's mrs danvers yeah yeah because the fact that she thought that rebecca was like the best thing since life's Mm. life's bread like the fact that she thought that lets you know what kind of character she has Mm -hmm. especially because we knew that rebecca wasn't you know yeah, yeah, because basically what got me, and I didn't know if maybe part of it, obviously she loved Rebecca too. Mm-hmm. I think she, she had a thing for her. Not just familial, but I think she also kind of had, oh, I know, yeah. and I'm not saying that in like a um, everything has to be sexualized, but I think that she could live vicariously through her. Yeah, and do that there the was things. some envy. Yes, because she's like, well, Rebecca doesn't give a shit. Rebecca's going to sleep with them. She used to come back and tell me, you know, what they said. And we used to laugh mm-hmm. at them. And she used to keep up with the boys and mm-hmm. ride the horses and fight with Jack. Yeah, I had suspicions that Rebecca was a bad person when she talked about how she would whip the horses into a lather. Just for the, like, just Wasn't to break her. Yeah. Break the horse. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. what kind of person does? I mean, like, I get, I get wild horses in order to be ridden have to be broken but like she would break their spirit you know i don't know if y'all watched that movie growing up spirit oh god <laughs> spirit caleb well i won't say last names uh Thank you. but didn't one of our kayla's uh really really love that movie yeah she oh was my a gosh, horse yes. girl for sure she probably yeah. still is I'm oh sure. hashtag horse girl. yeah i watched a lot of horse movies in the With spirit her. of yes. our friend <laughs> in a good way i like them, oh my but, gosh uh, yeah. yeah 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 for sure yes yes spirit oh but so the best way to do a twist ending and i've probably talked about this on here before but the best way to do a twist ending is to present an idea and then when you start to think something about that idea you present a reason that that idea would be true so in this case you present the idea that she might not be a nice person because she whipped horses but the reason that might be true is the fact that you have to break a wild horse so it gives you a reason to not think it's it's foreshadowing mm-hmm. and it gives you a reason to not identify it well, as foreshadowing well and like same thing i think that idea that like cuz we thought because you know our narrator is a little bit flawed of it um because she doesn't talk to her husband can i just say real quick okay i'm gonna go on a detour on like how relationships <laughs> should work i almost have Let's my do that. degree in marriage and i'm ready for this I've been married for four years so i have like a little bit of experience to speak from here talk to your goddamn spouses <laughs> talk to your partner <laughs> communicate if you can't do that well, go see a therapist or talk to a friend, mm-hmm. like mock the conversation so you can say what you need to say. Mm-hmm. If there's a problem in your relationship, mm-hmm. yes. you can't fix it if no one knows there's a problem. Like for for Rebecca, Rebecca thought that Maxim loved his his dead wife. And so she didn't try to get any closer with him. She thought he You mean right, the main character. Max. The main right. character. Oh, okay, just kidding. Oh girl. Oh girl Maxim. thought that Maxim oh, loved Rebecca. Oh, My bad. You're right. So Oh Girl thought that her husband loved his dead wife. And because of that, they weren't really able to have this beautiful, cohesive relationship because she was operating under this misconception. If she had asked, like, hey, did you love your wife? Especially when this is still an era where 
it might have been an arranged marriage and they're at that level in society where that shit might still be happening. I don't know. I'm not at that level. So I don't know if that's something that's still going on. But you know what I mean? Like she could have asked and he right. could be like, no, I didn't love her. He didn't have to outright be like, no, I killed her because I hated that. I hated her. No, he could be like, no, I didn't love her. And then their relationship could have developed into this beautiful thing that she could have enjoyed as part of her time at Manderley, you know? Yes. She didn't. And then, and then Maxim, on the other hand, he did the same shit. He thought that, oh, girl was so like, liked Frank more because they were of the same age and she talked to him more, but it was because Frank wasn't as intimidating as Maxim was. And if he mm-hmm. had just said, hey, are you having feelings for Frank? Like, what is going on here? Like, he could have gotten an answer that was like, no, I love you. Why would I? No, we're just friends because you abandoned me all the goddamn time. And then he could have been like, oh, I should spend more time with my wife. You know what I mean? Like, if you talk right. stuff out, crazy shit might happen. You know, like you yes. have a functioning relationship. <laughs> so She was so incredibly insecure, yeah. which she cannot help. You can't help if you feel insecure, but what you can do is seek reassurance, healthily seek reassurance. You can say, Hey, I'm feeling really out of place living at Manderley. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, here's some things that I'm feeling. Is that how you feel as well? Or do you think it's going better than I think it's going? Like what? Give me a reality check. statements are important. That's all I'm saying. I mean, cause. No, I agree. The communication is. That's all I'm saying. You know, if I were you. yeah. Th- thank you. Welcome. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk on marriage. <laughs> Anytime. You know, with it, um, I agree. So at the beginning, you know, she mentions how, okay, like she falls in love with him, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the night before she's supposed to go home and she's crying her heart out. And she's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. She's like, there's no greater heartbreak than at the age of 21. You know, <laughs> this is the most in love I'll ever be in my life. One, uh, no. Um, you don't just have to give yourself that ultimatum just because you're young, you know, but we two, actually don't even know how old she was, by the way. <laughs> right. And I can't even remember. She could have been, I don't, she was just out I don't of even know why I thought like she said 21, but maybe she mentioned maybe something. 19. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. But yes. So she goes from there and then, <laughs> and then when she gets ready to leave, uh, she goes and tells Maxim, you know, she just goes to his room and she's like, so leaving and he's like hmm hmm okay and then you know he goes and takes care of everything he's like well you have a choice you either go with her or you come with me but he's so nonchalant about it you know to her this is a big deal to him he's already done everything with rebecca right he had the big wedding he Mm -hmm. obviously didn't enjoy his marriage but we don't know that Mm -hmm. right now um and one thing that got me was when they were driving in the car and she mentioned something that upsets him and he, I forget what yeah, she's like. I wish I was. Uh, no, he, he he says something that sounds really condescending, and she responds with, "I wish I was thirty six and 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 I dressed in black satin and smoked cigarettes or something like that." And yes. then he's like, "If you were that kind of woman, you wouldn't be in the car with me right now, right?" Yeah. And then she cries, and then he's Which like, I "Oh, did, by the way, know. like trying to cry in the passenger seat and not let the driver." Know oh gosh, yes. Listen, I'm definitely a uh, look out the window and try not to let people see me cry. But when it's Adam, I just turn around. And I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> he's your husband, <laughs> and that's how you should yeah, be in your relationship. Wow, yes. who knew? See, 
I cannot, I'm one of those people, if we have a problem, especially with my spouse, I cannot let it go. We have to talk about it mm-hmm. because I'm not, I, that anxiety boils inside me. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't do it. It's a no you for know? me, dog. I so, gotta yeah, hash it out real quick. Yeah. And yes. And I think, like you said, if we were in her shoes, it would be much easier to be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I have feelings for you. You know, yeah. you're older than me. I'm younger than you, mm-hmm. but here's what's going down. Um, but there was a moment where he's like, oh, I rather thought you were fond of me, that you loved me. Right. And then when, she, she did he- yeah, that was in the, uh, th- that was when she's saying goodbye. And she's like, okay, I just told you, I just came to tell you goodbye and I have to leave now and go do stuff. And, and then he says, she says, oh, I thought you loved me. She goes, I do love you. And I was like, okay, cool. But like, do you love her? I'm like, very good. I know. I was waiting for that. When he's like, ah, I rather thought you loved me. I'm like, are you going to tell her the same thing? Like, or, do you straight love her? Up, like- I straight up thought he married her for all the wrong reasons when I first started the book. Now I realize it was because he was looking for something different. But yeah. but I thought, I was like, you still love your wife and you brought this woman into your head, like brought into your life so that she could give you a different feeling. And then what you didn't do is you knew that there was a gap between your guys's like, like, okay. If Matthew and I socioeconomic age, yeah, all of things with age and uh, socio socioeconomic status. If mm-hmm. if I had married someone into a higher status than I am, which wasn't wasn't really fucking hard. Um, if I had done that and they were like of a level where I couldn't reach, like you know what I mean, there was a huge cultural gap, a big cultural gap. Then me personally, I'd, I mean, I might have been like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm gonna need some lessons. But I would think on his end of it, he's older, so he should, one, know that she's out of her depth, and two, offer to educate her. Not because you want her to be like Rebecca, but because you want her to feel secure. You know she's shy. Give her some education. Majorly is her home. Yeah, it's her home. She doesn't know anything about it. She doesn't know how to run it. You basically said, come live in the house with me, but let Mrs. Danvers be the lady of the house. So you already Mm -hmm. made her inferior to your house folk. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And you know, like, and as a person too, um, I'm not just going to say as a woman because I, I feel like we all have intuition, but as a person, when she stood there and she met Mrs. Danvers and she could feel the coldness of her and like how much she just did not like her in the moment. And I thought, you know, that should be a big indicator that this lady's going to be no good. But then I thought, well, let's give her a chance. Or you like know? kill him with no. kindness. I'm right, kill him with right. Kindness. But if that doesn't work, like, I, I'm not saying no, I pay not. your bill, but I'm married to the man that does. And I think he's fond of me more so than you. Get the fuck out of my house. Right. Yep. Right. Yes. And Mrs. Danvers, okay, listen, the shady shit she did, and there was a lot of it. Um, Like when the Cupid was broken, she's like, ah. The Cupid in the morning room. She only freaked out Cupid. like that because it was Rebecca's room. Exactly. And that's the only that's And it. she knew because she would go in there and do all of it herself, all of the dusting herself. Mm-hmm. And so then when Maxim's like, yeah, uh, what happened to it? Where's it at? You know, I guess we'll have to go looking for it. And she's like, I broke it. <laughs> and he's like, what did you do? And she's like, I picked up the pieces and put it in an envelope and stuffed it in the back of a drawer. And he's just laughing. And he's like, there you have it. That's <laughs> like, what that's what he's like, you look like an idiot right now because it's your house. But I was like, but you didn't, you did nothing, you absolutely nothing to mm-hmm. make her comfortable in your house. And he's an invalidator. He is a big time invalidator. Mm-hmm. She would try to come with him to him with some kind of feeling. And he's like, what the devil do you mean? 
Oh my God. That was his response to so many things. And I'm like, bro, what she means is what she says. And you're not listening to her and giving her reassurance when she needs it. Yeah. He definitely was not. Uh, I agree. Um, I remember the first moment, you know, he, he makes her go to all the calls by herself. That's number one thing. She meets the reverend's wife and she's wearing that skirt, Mm -hmm. you know, and he kind of says like an offhand comment about her skirt, even though he should have been the one like, Hey, let me go get you some clothes. If that's what she Yeah, And Beatrice said that Beatrice is like, he's an idiot. Why didn't he buy you clothes in London? Exactly. Because he liked her the way that he, because he liked her the way that she was. And he didn't do anything to say, I like you the way that you are, but maybe some of these things might be beneficial. I think he was so worried. Mm -hmm. His fear that she would turn into Rebecca just Mm. hindered his whole ability to have a relationship with her. You know? Absolutely. Oh, gosh. The ball. Now I realize he must have freaked out because he's (laughs) like, She looks like a ghost. Yeah, like, okay, one, it's like a murdered this girl. The first time she feels beautiful, by the way. The first time she feels beautiful. I thought that. And Uh. he just, and he didn't even say why. I mean, like, I figured, I I mean, anybody who's paying attention, I think, to the book would have come to the conclusion that Miss Danvers played her for a fool. Oh, yes. If Mrs. Danvers made that suggestion to me immediately I, I would like, have I said no. do anything but that that sounds yeah. real. Yeah. Saw it from a mile away. I would have picked any other I would have picked any other mm-hmm. portrait and in the, the place. Yes. And she was so excited. She's like I'm going to surprise you guys, which didn't sound very good. Once she came down there, she's like surprise. Surprise of your <laughs> life was her was her words. Yes. I'm going to give you the surprise of your you life. No, and then she kept saying his dead know. wife at the top of the stairs. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's like, "Whoa." <laughs> his murdered wife at the top of the stairs. Right. And, the, and you know and she thinks he's angry on that, which I don't know. He was. You know, but then I mean, because Beatrice came up later and said he thought you did it on purpose. Right. So I think he was angry at her. It wasn't that, again, because he's mm-hmm. operating under this misconception that she's evil the way that Rebecca was. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And there are some really good quotes. I don't have my iPad with me, so forgive me, readers. But I had so many quotes highlighted um before this that i wanted to read but there was one part where it all culminated and she's like you know she's in her house she's wearing her raincoats you know she's finding her handkerchiefs that smell like the flowers Mm -hmm. she knows that you know these flowers are hers this place is hers Mm -hmm. the cottage was hers like maxim didn't want to go to that cottage because she thought it's hers Mm -hmm. you know that she rebecca was beautiful rebecca was all the stuff that she's never going to be and from the moment that she tore out that page where it says uh, to Max, uh, love Rebecca. I knew yeah. it was going to be like, obviously she was jealous from that moment. Oh, yeah. I feel she felt so insecure I was like, if you, from that moment. I thought the same thing. I was like, if you feel so insecure that you can't even stand the look of her handwriting, how the fuck are you supposed to move into this woman's house with all her shit there? She helped decorate it. And you're going to live in the house with her husband. I mean, like he's your husband right. now too, but like, you think you're going to be able to do that and get out of here with your sanity intact if you're that insecure at that point? Like, no, honey. Mm-hmm. Also, can I just say, I was a little worried that uh, Maxim was a bit of a predator. Anybody oh, else worry about that? Because he was like, I'm 42. You could be my daughter. And I was like, yes. And I the fact that, that he like... keeps calling her a child, he goes, oh, my dear child. And I was like, if this man refers to his wife, 
as a child one more time, I will lose it. <laughs> I know. If you literally keep referring because... to your wife as that young, that's a problem. And she would refer to him. She's like, he's like a brother. A he's father. like a and I was like, father. And I'm like, dude, he's your, your husband lover. should be like your dad. I'm sorry. Yeah. He can like, be like, daddy or two different things. Yeah, you take well, his in dick. the 1930s. It should not. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. You do what you want to in the bedroom as long as anybody, everybody, it, not anybody, everybody is consenting. Right. But I'm just saying that's a little. It was definitely for me. I could see. I could see how she felt insecure because Maxim wasn't guiding her, wasn't really helping her because he said that he left all of that to Rebecca, so he was going to leave all of that to her. That was her place, you know. He didn't want to get in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, Rebecca has. But his at the same time, space and he tried to shove her into it, and then was worried that she would take up that space. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you're unhappy." And then that moment when they confront each other, and he's like, "I think it's too late." you know that it's too late for happiness for us and she's like no and it's only been three months and she's like no <laughs> he's like no. we goofed it we goofed it three <laughs> months over. can i say though the most satisfying thing to me was when they, they were talking and she's like i'm sorry i'm not rebecca i'm sorry that you're gonna you know i'm just not her i'm not good enough and he's like you think i loved rebecca oh but afterwards instead of her being like wow so he killed his first wife uh i am now his current wife okay she's like oh he didn't love rebecca oh he didn't love yeah rebecca. I, she's all the fact that this man she's known not even a year is a murderer it was very much like the beginning. Do you remember the beginning when she's like, I would be Mrs. DeWinter. All I could think, and she just kept saying it, I would be Mrs. DeWinter, and then this would say Mrs. DeWinter, and it would be me, and so on and so forth. All I kept thinking was, for some people, uh, that's what happens in marriage. You become Mrs. Such and Such. Like, that's that's what marriage... And that's your identity. That's what that means. I don't, I don't know why you're so like, I would be this. <laughs> I'm like... Yes, you would. That's Naturally. what marriage means. Like, why? Uh... She went on for like 20 minutes in this audio book about that. And I was like, if she says I would be Mrs. DeWinter one more time, she won't be because she'll die whatever her last name is right now by my hand. Because <laughs> I will find her and take her right. away. Jesus. And then the fact, uh, they had so much, like, their passion wasn't even really passionate until after he's like whoa i got all like this load off my chest of yeah. killing my wife well let me make love to you because yeah. she did know. say that kissed she her like, he kissed yes me i'm trying to think of her words never kissed me before with all yeah, of this so feverish and passionate and i thought this is the maximum i want to see yeah like i wanted this throughout you know i wanted like random little because we didn't like, really get uh, that there was no passion yeah she just sort of fell in love with him she like tripped him there he was <laughs> And he was like, all right. All right, cool. You're cute, uh, I guess. Yes. And then Max goes from literally, okay, so he's so, like, distant, mm -hmm. right, throughout this. He's so, <laughs> like you said, he just invalidates her. Mm -hmm. He just completely does not give her a reason um, to feel like she can come to him and explain her her insecurities mm -hmm. uh then he becomes this man he's like okay here's what i've done i understand if you don't love me um but you know and then that's the first time he's like i love you like i love you yeah. you know you're what i wanted and she's like wow that's the first time he said he loved me after admitting 
murdering his wife. And then he goes from that to after the um, investigation, mm-hmm. he just says basically yes and no. Like his dialogue is yes, no, yes. Everybody talks to him and they're like, don't you agree, Maxim? He's like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, he says some more, but I've noticed it all went like yes and no mm-hmm. constantly. And then, but, but when he called uh, Favel, Favel on Favel. his bluff, when he's, yes, Favel, and, and he was trying to blackmail Maxim. He's like, no, let's just call the investigator and see what he thinks. You got so many, you got like all the balls, all of them. Cause I, I sincerely was like, okay. But I think at that point he was like, fuck it. I'm 42. <laughs> My <laughs> life's like over in this era. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know the life expectancy of the 1930s. <laughs> I mean, the Civil War was getting not the Civil War. I know that's the 1800s. What the fuck am I Granny's about? still World War II is getting ready to break out soon, or did I already? Robin? World War II was in the 40s. No, but World it's just. You guys think they got that boat though. out of the bay? I was really looking forward to that. Right, it started in the I was late 30s. It started in the late 30s. Okay, cool. That sounds right. 39, 38, 39. Well, I I think that. Yeah, like 36. 41? I want to say 39. You're right. Somewhere in there. You're right, 39. Somewhere in there. Anyway, so late 30s. And so, you know, I mean, like, he's probably going to get bombed or something anyway. He was probably. Like, I'm just saying, I'm just yeah. Joking. Probably. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and is it not, though, like, that part was crazy to me when everyone in the room, because Frank, uh, Frank knew and it. she knew. And he was like, you sure that's yes. a good idea? Frank was like, are you sure, though? But, like, are you sure? Like, we should are just say sure? this guy. Like, are you sure? And Maxim was like, fuck it. He's like, let's talk about it. Shit. Let's just call the fucking detective. But he was right? a white and man the- with money. And I think Favelle was a dick, mm-hmm. but I also yes. think he was kind of right when he was like, oh, oh, so you already paid him off, huh? I was like, Favelle, shut the fuck up. You uncouth. But, yeah, he ass. is the owner of this notorious, you know, manderly. And his family is obviously known for generations. It's hard to just come with an accusation like, well, he killed Rebecca. And even though everyone seemed to have loved Rebecca and she had such a good reputation, especially with the men's. Also, she totally uh, fucked Jeeves. Got Jeeves, right? Who? Is that his name? Oh, Giles. Oh, yeah. Giles. Yeah. Uh, Beatrice's Forgot husband. Oh, yeah. She was yeah, banging off. Yeah. Well, and I think then, Robert, I don't think she fucked Robert. I think Robert got very uncomfortable with her doing that and he wanted to leave. And Frank was the same yeah. way. So I don't think either one of those two. But she's trying yeah, to bang. like She was trying Frank, to oh, yeah. I think, was very loyal and was like, mm, no. That's why I so enjoy Frank. But yes, all of them are sitting there. Everyone has this notion. Like, she knows he did it. Frank knows he did it, but doesn't want to tell, like, they don't know that Frank knows, but they have a suspicion that Frank knows. And then at the end, no, they're like, I think the whole the time knows. doesn't realize that Frank knows. He does. Yeah, he just doesn't. But she realizes know, it because she's like, "Ooh, we have the same secret." <laughs> yeah, they look at each other and they're like, "Oh, oh shit." There's it, yeah, they locked eyes, and then it's like the realization. The room, down so the they're like, "Yeah, why don't spoon. you uh, do the ransom?" And he's like, "No." And then they do all this stuff. And he's like, "Yeah, let's go talk to the doctor." And they're like, you have no clue what she was seen for? He's like, no. I would have been like, well, chlamydia, you know, it's kind herpes. of a good thing that he didn't because that he followed through on this because it turned out that it gave the motive. And I would bet it kind of gave, put some stuff off of his shoulders, too. Yeah, it probably made him a little relieved until 
Manderly was set afire mm-hmm. and you know and somebody had said it's like Rebecca came up from the sea like her dead body came back and had like revenge you know this is her taking over and I hate it because it is almost like she won mm-hmm. and it makes me so mad well I mean that's because... the nature of a gothic novel though is that the yeah. gothic uh, heroine like look at Jane Eyre yeah I, mean... I kept comparing this to Jane Eyre almost the whole time because uh, yeah, it same. just because Mr. Rochester is old as fuck, and, <laughs> and little baby Jane, she's a little baby, <laughs> like little she's baby. like nineteen or something. Yeah, I also got Turner of the Screw vibes. Well, oh yeah, because I just kept waiting for Rebecca's ghost to be like. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. I thought, well, are there supernatural? I was waiting for paranormal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think Mrs. Danvers was like the the ghost of rebecca and i also think that with the because gothic novels were like the the 1800s and this was a revival of that genre i remember reading about that and so with this specific novel i think that it was more modernized in that instead of there actually needing to be a ghost the narrator invented one for herself which is kind of interesting the way that the mind works but Oh, absolutely. Can we also say... I have a quick question. Go oh, go ahead no, no, and say no. it. I'm switching scene completely what we're going to say. Oh, I was going to ask if... Do either of you have the book handy that you know what poem that he read so often at the beginning? Because after I read the book, I wanted to go back and read the poem and see like how that related to what happened in the book. You know, because she picks up the poetry book and then it's like there's one page that she notices is like heavily read. And then he's like, here, take this poetry book. When you say the beginning. When she it he was, gives her the, the book where she sees the uh, book in the, oh, in the past. Towards the. Yes. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I, I couldn't remember that for some reason. I'm there now because this is the one that Rebecca had written the note in. Right. Mm hmm. The one with the slanting R. If I had to hear about that slanting R. I know, R, right? I was like, we get letters. it. We get it. It's an R. <laughs> Crazy. Her name's like, Rebecca. You have your own oh, handwriting, no. too. <laughs> and when she's sitting there, she's like, look, where she wrote on the desk, the writer's desk, and made labels. I'm like, you can make your own labels. You can take hers away, and you can make your own like, labels. Seriously, all I wanted her to do is be like, this decor doesn't suit me. This looks like her room. It's not my room. I want you to take all this shit and burn it. And uh, I'll decorate it the way I feel like it. I want everything to be blue. And no, I'm just kidding. Like, I just, I wanted something more than what she did. No, I, I did. I wanted her, like, there was a moment, I think, where she confronted Mrs. Danvers finally. And she's like, this is my place now. Rebecca's dead. I'm with Max. Why can't you just let us be happy? And uh, Mrs. Danvers, man, she was a wild thing. Well, she but... pissed me off 110 percent me too i don't know me what too. book i don't know what i can't find it on the beat she I found it but it doesn't i don't know that it says the title of anything it probably does but i don't remember what it was is it I chapter think she, four she wrote the poem out oh i have it okay it's I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the archers of the years. I fled him down the labyrinth ways of my own mind. And in the midst of tears, I hid from him and under running laughter. Up the state slopes, I sped and shot, precipitated adown titanic glooms of chasmed fears for those strong feet that followed, followed after. 
Hmm. I mean, interesting. He was running from Rebecca. Yeah, that's yes. what I was taking it as, and then the whole notion of the sea and the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Or she, he, she's, he's reading it from her perspective. She fled from him, and he killed her. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the midst of tears and under running laughter, yeah. and then yeah. Titanic is a boat that sank, um, and he sank her. That sank exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and that would have cool. been okay. I mean, like Thank that would have been post Titanic my... sinking because Titanic sank, and then they declared like World War nineteen twelve. I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> On Jacqueline's <laughs> birthday, April fourteenth. I just remember I watched a lot of Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really had a thing like, for the uh, World War One well, yeah. broke out like shortly after. So, yeah. thank mm-hmm. you, Downton Abbey. Appreciate it. Oh, God bless Downton Abbey. It's the first episode, baby. That the Titanic sinks. Yes, and then yes. the last episode of the season, World War One, is, is like announced. I have not watched it yet, but I hear the best things. So I've only that. watched a couple episodes and I loved it. I, and got I just to haven't. The part where Jan Stevens. Okay, this is a spoiler for for you guys who haven't seen Downton Abbey. I'm gonna go by the actor's name, so don't look up any of the cast. Uh, but Dan Stevens dies, and I was devastated i was so upset i didn't watch anything after that which is funny we're talking about this because lily james is in that movie and she's also in rebecca on netflix but yes okay so can we talk about real quick how rebecca is seen as this okay i i want to make it clear to the readers i'm not saying rebecca was an evil person because she slept around i don't really care how many sleeping partners you have again back to the whole thing with consent earlier she was evil because because she would torment her husband and whip people and so on and like whip horses and shit she was cruel to animals that's where my problem came in it had nothing to do with her sleeping around and to be completely honest with you her sleeping around was not a good reason for maxim to kill her now am i on maxim's side because she seemed like an evil bitch that needed to die anyway yes but as much as it's like a you know cool it's it's very like uh Brooklyn Nine Nine, cool motive, still murder. Like <laughs> you should be killing your wife, right. even if. But I would argue that he didn't kill her for sleeping around. He killed her because she taunted him yeah. about a child. I don't. Think- and was rubbing it in his face, and he was like, "Hey, we had kind of this thing, or we were discreet." So she and broke a contract. They don't deserve to be murdered. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Still, yes, I agree. But yeah, I agree. I think for him, because I didn't see him, like Mrs. Danvers was like, oh, they were all so jealous, but I didn't necessarily see Maxim as jealous per se, just like he didn't want his name tarnished. Yes. Like, you know, and he she didn't was want getting that his legacy. less and less discreet and his legacy tarnished yes. and his idea. I think what really set him off, and she knew this would set him off because she knew how much he loved Manderley, was the fact that her baby, if she had been pregnant, is the one that would have been the heir to Manderley just because they were married and and I'm right whether it was biologically hit which and it he was, could have been like well been. we're gonna just go ahead and switch paths here and and uh and I'm not gonna leave my mansion to this child then society would be asking why right so you know because they made a big deal even out of the uh media about you know the inquest into rebecca's death and is it suicide and you know what have you so i think they definitely it would have been just such a huge hit to his family and everything if he had been divorcing rebecca the person that everyone loved. oh yeah especially because you know? nobody would have believed him if he was like no she's evil and she did that on purpose she manipulated 
to the degree where no mm-hmm. one would have believed him. And she could have said oh. that he hit her. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing, too. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing she taunted him about was that because oh, he's like, well, I'm just going to divorce you. And she was like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was the worst. She was the worst. She was. The worst. I'm the moment that Ben said that the lady was mean. <laughs> She threatened to put him in the asylum. I was like, Ben is so nice. What's wrong with you, you evil know. bitch? Because at first I thought, well, is Mrs. Danvers coming down to the cottage and just like mm-hmm. reminiscing and all of Rebecca's stuff? And then like, when he's like, you're not like the other one. And he's like, yeah. she's gone. She's never coming back. And I'm like, Rebecca's not nice. And that was the moment. I'm like, Rebecca is not a good person. Yep. And Ben here sees it and he's blessed his little heart. He's the best part of this book. I like, he's so sweet. Max is like, we don't, so we're not going to bother him and his family. You know? Yes. God. However, if anyone ever describes me as a person with idiot's eyes. Oh my God. I, I'm going to lose it. Was like, I wonder if that's <laughs> the verbiage for the era. And the other part of me is like, really? You just can't, you got to be nice to Ben. Ben's yeah, a you good couldn't person. have said yeah, I don't think they mean anything by it, but also, if someone said that about me, I'm going to find a slide made of cheese graters and go down face first. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you agree. <laughs> like, somebody's very oh. gross <laughs> uh, um, underestimation of your eyes. They could just be like being a dick. <laughs> I was like, no, face first, cheese grater. <laughs> Boom. Oh, God. Well, As I had a salad, rains many. Oh god. Good job. You get a billion nice. I say that at work. I say that at work and I also say I want to dive face first into a meat grinder. <gasps> and people are like, Oh You've seen this thing oh, no. in the movie, you know how that looks. See, young girl Sarah, <laughs> um, when we were like teens and such, had such like a strong stomach I could I could do anything. Now adult Sarah does not. I watched gory things and immediately uh, recently I watched a horror movie for Halloween where somebody got put into the wood chipper mm. and I was like, I'm done. I'm, done. A good I'm, horror movie. I'm like, I'm going to throw up right here. Like I just thinking about it makes my skin crawl. Ugh. So okay. Okay. yeah. Cheese grater. Yeah. Thanks Heather. You're welcome. Meat grinders. And- okay. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, yeah. So being wonderful person okay. and I loved how, which I couldn't tell when they questioned him. I think he was just afraid. He didn't I, want to tell. He didn't like, want to go into an knew. asylum. Yeah, right. And I think he. He's like, you're not going to put me there. He's not that much of a. I think that you know he had definitely had some uh, deficiencies. That's not a. That's not a word I want to use. He was cognitively impaired. He was yes, yeah, delayed, yeah, like the, indeed, delayed, delayed. but not yes. to the degree where he wasn't aware socially of the importance of what he was saying. The reason I think we we heard so much from him about Rebecca was because of the way the main character treated him. She was nice to him, and he was like, you're not going to put me mm-hmm. in no asylum, are you? And she was like, no, no, you seem nice. Why would I do that? Like, that's just not, you know what I mean? So he right. knew- Do you think Maxim ever bribed him or? No. I don't think he. You don't think so? You think it was all Rebecca? I think it was. I think that's why I was like, "Eh, "Just leave him alone. He's no harm. Like he's just, you know." I think it was just all. He lets him hang out on his beach because that's a private. Yes. Yes. But doesn't he say at one point? Hold up, let me remember what I was going to say. He says, "I think he knows more than he lets on." No, no, no. Was it Maxim who said that? He does. He does. But he. So this Mm -hmm. is in the beginning where she says, "Uh, "I was spending time with the idiot or whatever," and. That's just, that's just Once again, that's just the verbiage they use, and I hate it. That's what she said. And he was like, "Oh, uh, he 
not as much as an, of an idiot as you think he is. Something along those lines. Right. Like and that's he, the very he beginning. Yeah. Mm. Well. Which, I mean, like, and the other reason why I think he didn't say anything is because Favel was down there with Rebecca often enough that he mm-hmm. he made the relationship between the two of them. Didn't he hint at abusing Ben at some points? Like, they would catch Ben looking and stuff, so he would, like, kind of... I don't know whatever. if he beat him, actually put his hands on him, but he would definitely... Fuck that guy, too. It I don't like way. Favel, okay? Favel oh, and Rebecca. He was horrible. The only travesty in this book, honestly, because uh, Mandalay could get burned, I really don't care about that, is the fact that Favel did not also follow Rebecca into the ocean. That would have been great. Mm. I swear. He sucks. I as swear. A yeah, he's the worst. Oh yeah, the most like, perfect like, for her, right? I don't see how because I, I really did think that if she was sick, it was due to how much you know um, sexually active, like, like how syphilis? sexually active she was with, with syphilis. <laughs> yes, I thought all of these. I'm like, does she have chlamydia? Does she have gonorrhea? Does she have you know any of this <laughs> stuff? Like, could she that have her you know uterus or like I just thought all of these things. And I kept thinking throughout this, I'm like, is this a euphemism for like AIDS? Like, I don't know. It's obviously not. That wasn't. They said cancer. Was it cancer? Yeah, they said cancer. So I assumed it was definitely HPV. Yes, HPV. That's yeah. I mean, honestly, could have definitely. I'm just like that's very. They're first cousins. What kind of children would they have had? Yes, like genetically, I'm sure it would have taken more generations, but. It would have been a gluten baby. A what now? Inbred. Gluten baby? Inbred. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second, too. I just kept, I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. That was, that was good. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry like, yeah. I didn't catch on. I'm like, is that, that German? Solid. That was, like, brilliant. <laughs> I was just going to keep saying it until someone got it. So. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought it was, like, a German term. I'm like, I was like, is oh, he going to develop, like, a expertise. gluten allergy because of the, like, genetics? Like, that's... Inbreeding. <laughs> Everyone with a gluten allergy is inbred. We just declared it. I don't it. know, man. Oh, I could, it could oh, be God. like one of those correlations that I didn't know about. I'm sure they're not really doing those. Oh, but. God. That's so, oh. oh, you got to stick on Wait, me. wait. This is like um, the 1930s. Mm-hmm. I wonder when that 1930s. was like a thing where you were like, nah, you probably shouldn't be sleeping with your first cousin. When did that become a thing? We See, knew that's that, what I wondered as well. We knew that Edgar Allan Poe did it, but he was in the 1850s-ish. Right. And his cousin was hot. She was. Yeah, Annabelle Lee. Oh, I didn't know that. I was being you silly. Oh, that. That's in the Casco de Montiano episode, Heather. What? I, I just dump these Note as soon as we self, get Heather them all out. Heather does not listen to Delia's backstory information. If I go back and listen to our episodes, I'm like, whoa, we said that? I'm like, we are so funny. Uh, like, oh, I will rethink what I end up saying. Oh, yeah. Like my jokes. I'm like, huh, that would have been a funny joke. And then I say it, and I'm like, nice. <laughs> Yes, Heather, making I me proud. I catch myself responding that way when I'm editing. I'll be like, oh, I'll, I know it's going to be a good episode if I start laughing out loud at what we're saying. Yeah. At the very least, I'm like, at least I think we're funny. That's really all that matters. I'm not doing Right, that's all else. that really matters for all of our seven listeners. We are funny. And the one We have like 380 some odd downloads or something like that. Uh, welcome Yay. to our new listeners in Russia and Australia and Iran. Oh yeah, we appreciate Iran. you Sorry, more than um, anyone else. Yeah. Are we on every continent but Antarctica? 
I believe so now. Yeah, so thanks. All the oh, if there's not a freaking penguin next year out there listening to us, I'm going to be pissed. And our Belgium listeners were like our first, like, what's it called? Belgium. Our first uh, across-the-pond a... listeners, and we appreciate that. God bless them. See, I'm yeah. so in love with Hercule Poirot from uh, Agatha Christie, and he was Belgium, oh. uh, Belgian, and uh, from Belgium. And it was so funny because they always confuse him for a Frenchman, but he's Belgium. Oh. And so it's a huge thing. And so whenever you mention Belgium, I'm like, oh, it's my people. Yeah. I think they speak, they speak French in Belgium. No, maybe not. No, no, no. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Netherlands. They speak Dutch and French and German. Who knows? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I looked it up. I barely really speak American. American. No, a lot more I'm than me. <laughs> American. I want to say my favorite Belgian person is Doctor Evil, though. So. Mm. Say it one more time. I didn't hear you. Doctor Evil is my favorite Belgian mm. individual. Who is that? Doctor Evil from Awesome Powers. Oh. God, I was thinking it's of Rouge, uh, as your daddy's from. I was thinking of. You guys have to watch that. I the have seen the it. I, I just wake didn't up every morning. That was the name. Adam has not watched it yet, so I am literally saving time to watch Austin Powers with Adam. Like the spy who yes. tagged me gave me life. I watched that so much as a that child. So good. Probably should. So good. So good. You know what's funny is I watch a lot of that stuff when I was a kid, and I was like, I probably shouldn't be watching this. As an adult, I would not Green. let my if I have children, I would not let them watch the stuff that I watched when I watched it. Like, you can watch this as a teenager, but, like, I shouldn't have been watching that when I was watching it. Yeah, like, The Ring fucked me up for life. Oh, no. Like, so, so hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, My three-year-olds will be watching Austin Powers. Okay, cool. Everything else is off limits. Let me know if you want me to edit. Also, (laughs) I would like to say, though, uh, not to cut the funny short, but I do think that Jasper survives because she leaves him with Frank, right? And I don't think Frank, he has his own little bachelor cottage because she's like, oh, he, he's going to miss me. And so oh. he, got, but I don't think the old lady doggy, she probably didn't, but she was happy. Because she was like, oh. I'm not sure that she was alive at any point in the book. Every time it <laughs> describes her, she's asleep in her basket. No, she, she I'm like, has she moved? realizes it's not Rebecca and then she puts her head back down. And that's the last time she moves in the book. Read it again. <laughs> Every time she's like the old ones in her basket, the old ones in her basket. The old ones in her basket. I'm like, oh, she did. Yeah. She's been there for Can days. I just say and real no quick that, like, at some oh, point, God. I would love to throw a tea party the way that they like. It wasn't a tea party, but like when they had afternoon tea, I was like, man, the Brits are doing something right. Okay. Oh, like, tea time. Why are we not in the middle uh, of tea time? Let's have a tea party. Oh, I've had. Okay, so my friend Emma, she is. Oh gosh, I think her mama is Irish. I know her mama's Irish, but she came over from that general European area when she was eight to here and we went to college mm-hmm. together and like there was occasions where we were like you know what let's do afternoon tea and like we got our little I know we're in college but we still had stuffed animals I still have stuffed animals what the fuck I'm an adult Same. but still I'm almost 30 and I have a ton of stuffed animals <laughs> but like we would we would sit down at the kitchen table at, at, at Anna Smith the uh, the residence hall we'd have afternoon tea and it was fun <laughs> oh see I don't even like tea but oh, I'm just Irish like breakfast idea. English breakfast I like English breakfast with like two mm-hmm two sugars and like just a splash of cream i tried it with cream because you suggested it yeah and it was really delicious if you can just give me all the cream and sugar and some honey i mean you don't even have to put the tea in you know what sarah i found this ginger peach tea and it is i bet you would like peach tranquility 
Starbucks has peach tranquility, and it just tastes like oh, I love really ginger. Delicious. Period. So I'll I'll definitely try yeah. that. I really enjoy. Ah, damn. Well, mm. right. Sounds good. Damn it. <laughs> delicious. <Yeah. laughs> Guys, I don't know. I like the sleepy time tea. Alzheimer's. That's a good one. There's sleepy time, and then no, there's I'll... sleepy time sinus soother, and that sinus soother one is delicious. I'll try that out. Oh. There was something else I was going to mention. Oh, yeah, because at Guys, some point uh, we should get to casting. To... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one thing I was going to mention, too, is the idea that, you know, we have this um, this picture of Rebecca when we first start the book and how we think she's, like, perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Socially, physically, she was just brought up really well, um, even with schooling, mm-hmm. you know. And <laughs> I think, too, when Beatrice meets the narrator and Maxon's like yeah she's really like she's going to tell you what she thinks like she's up front she's going to tell you what she thinks whether you like it or not I loved her and when she said you're much different than Rebecca she's like much different and then you know at the time you the narrator's thinking like yeah I'm much different because I'm you know nobody like I'm just nobody right but to Beatrice I'm sure that she's like okay you're not conniving you're not you know well, Maxim trying talks to about sleep how with Beatrice, she thinks that be he thinks that beatrice knew about rebecca because rebecca had this face on for everybody but she that he thinks that that beatrice had some she seemed like somebody who could definitely see through people oh, yeah. like she had her bullshit meter like up front mm-hmm. like and I, I knew from the moment that she met the narrator that she actually liked she actually really liked yeah. her, you know. And I felt so fond of her from the beginning. I thought Beatrice, she's not how yeah. Maxim described her. She's not, you know. And she was so kind. She's like, okay, I don't understand sketching. But she's like, here you go. Yeah, she did. <laughs> like, she was you like, you, like, the you like art? I guess um, here's like four beautiful art books. Gorgeous yeah. art books. And uh, and she's like, I don't get it, but you like it, so here, like, what a what a wonderful sister in law to have, you know? Uh, absolutely. And she even felt so bad when the granny like was like, Oh, where's Rebecca? I want Rebecca. And she's like, Apologize profusely. She's like, I'm so so sorry. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen. I knew she was, you know, not in her best mind. Yeah. But I didn't think that would happen. But yeah. you know, so I think she she really and that night at the ball, she was so kind to her. They were all so kind. Like, should we feed you? Do you need food? Because the main character never ate. You know, she always looked so frail. They talked about how thin she was. Oh, she ate it. Like, tea time. She... <laughs> yeah, she did. She loved a damn crumpet. Like, yeah, biscuits. She's like, she's like, I snuck in that? and on the side table, I got six biscuits. And she's like, I left with Yeah, she snuck around. She ran out with the biscuits. Yeah. She, she's scared. She didn't eat, I think, because she was stressed. I think it didn't have anything to do with her being like, you know how, like, Bella in the books doesn't really eat? Oh, yeah. At least, I will say, you know, I talk about how the main character didn't, didn't have a whole lot of character to her. But at least she wasn't Bella Swan. <laughs> like. Oh my god, yes. Don't get me wrong, I love, I, love, I love Twilight, but, but Bella was a bit of a Mary Sue in the worst way. Yes, she was. She's so. just so, she is literally a blank slate. Yeah. I hate I like, it. Like, and and the main character there. is a bit too, but I, I don't want to say she's better than Bella Swan, actually. I think they're probably, um, pretty on par with each other. They're probably on par. I do like that the narrator eventually started to slightly come into herself a little bit, and mm-hmm. she was like, okay, I want it done this way. 
this is how I want things done, you know. Like I want something. She hot. lost her fear of Mrs. Danvers. Yeah, she calls Mrs. Danvers and she's like, "I want something hot for dinner, like not these cold cuts from the party." Like, yeah. Oh, actually, she didn't even call her. She told Frank to have her call her. Yeah. I think it was. Oh, and it, or not Frank, crazy. but Frith, Frith yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. One thing I wanted to mention oh, no. was that Mrs. Danvers was so in control of this place oh. that she would check the waste baskets to see if anybody threw out anything. I'm like, mind your damn business. I threw it out. Right? If somebody came to me and she's like, did you mean to throw out these sketches that you had? Like, yes, that's like, why they're in the goddamn basket, bitch. Like, there's poop on that, <laughs> Mrs. Danvers. Oh, you I almost yeah, threw it away. <laughs> I almost made a comedy cast for this. And had I done this as a comedy movie, when they pulled that out, they would have just been all pictures of her murdering Mrs. Danvers. <laughs> Like just sketches of different ways she could have murdered. She's like, do you want to throw those um, away? I didn't mean to throw those out, but only because I found something better for you, sweet cheeks. Well, Mrs. Yeah. Yeah. Only because I drew so this one. To get her to jump from that window, right? Oh my god! What a weird scenario. scenario! Jump out the window. She found dead. She did. I yeah. was like, she considered you're so young. Okay, now I'm not okay. I'm gonna say this real quick, and then I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. I used to work crisis. I don't anymore. But, but if you listen to the show religiously, then you know that we talked about thoughts of suicide and all the helpline stuff over in the bell jar. Okay. Uh So I say this as a joke. I know we shouldn't joke about suicide, but still that being said, if you are having those feelings, please reach out for help. We definitely don't want to lose you. It doesn't matter if you listen to us or not. We don't want to lose you. That being said, why the fuck would you listen to her? <laughs> and she's telling you to jump out the window. You don't jump out I'm the like window. She was... She's not even somebody you like or trust. Why would you do that? Why would... Yeah, she takes her to the window. She's like, like my life outside. is over. My marriage is over. Yeah, your marriage is definitely over if you jump out the window. You know what you could do? Yeah, like your dad. To him and be like, hey, I almost jumped out the window because I love you so much. We should talk. You should also find me like we Freud. should work is he through still that. Alive? I would find have somebody for me to talk to. I don't support violence, but I think in this moment, Mrs. Danvers, because the way they describe her, she is like a walking skeleton. Oh, she's like the Grim Reaper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we she, she could just push her down, like yeah, tackle her a like, little bit. Sure, her why like, don't you come oh. with me? If we're both. If I'm gonna jump out the window, why don't you come with me? And then you just push oh yeah, her it's like you go first. You stay there. Yeah. I suck at Mrs. Danvers. I'm, I just recasted Mrs. Danvers. Okay. It's happening. You're going to do Grim from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? No, this is going to be a for real. Oh, okay. Oh. I liked your Mrs. Uh, Danvers, also, who I wasn't supposed uh, to see, but I saw on the drive accidentally. We should get to casting at some point. I literally oh, think I chose who. Okay, let's do. Yeah, let's do the casting. Wait, no, any Sorry. final words? Because we usually cast and then that's the end. Oh, yeah. So um, it was my pick. I am glad I picked it. I think that uh, definitely it starts slow. You can get into it. I do agree that it ends too soon. I feel like all the good stuff started happening and then it's like over. You know, you don't know at the end who lives, who dies, what really happens to who anybody. Who tells besides your story? Sorry. And it's just so sad. But yes, I recommend it 10 out of 10. I feel like it's a classic. I mean, you might as well. Well, I'll say that for every Yeah, I was going like- to say, here's the thing. Do you like recommend it because it's like a book and it's a classic and you should read it? Or do you recommend it because you enjoyed it? I definitely enjoyed it more than I thought. When I began it, I thought, I'm not going to like this, right? I definitely went into it, enjoyed it much, much more. And when I got into it, I found that reading it was really fast. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it 
it wasn't yeah, slow. It I don't up. think that the dialogue was anything crazy mm-hmm. either. Like it's nothing exactly like Charlotte Bronte or anything. You're not in there. Yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> you know? definitely the readability was good. Absolutely. So yeah, I recommend it um, for a good like gothic romance mystery mm-hmm. type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there was even really any mystery. I mean, there was, kind of. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. I'm going to make this, before I do my recommendation, can I just say that Mrs. Danvers, like, puts Mrs. Haversham for, to shame as far as, like, being dramatic as hell and keeping Rebecca's room like a shrine. This is the way it was before <laughs> when she left it, and I come in and dust it every single day. Every day. I'm like, okay, Mrs. <laughs> Haversham. All right, I know oh, she's not, I, she hung out in her own wedding dress, but like if Mrs. Haversham had like a really, really extra <laughs> housekeeper, that would be Mrs. Danvers. Yes, that's it. They should be best they friends. Should be they best should friends. be roommates. They would get along so well. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so funny. Another thing that I thought was really funny, and I, wanted, I mentioned this to Heather uh, when I was at her house the other day, but literally when they're all standing around and then the main character is like, so she's like, how about the bay down there? Like, is it good swimming? Oh is, are yeah, the tides too crazy. She's not like, even no. like, like, is it good swimming? Everybody is just good? Looked, his wife drowned. Granted, we didn't know it was a boating accident, but his wife drowned. She, yeah, at first I thought no for cat. sure she went out there, and like you, I thought she had completed suicide. Went out there, mm-hmm. like, like uh, you know, not knowing anything. Kate so the I thought the awakening, like something like that. Yeah, yeah, like she did that, and <laughs> so when she said that, and she looked around, and they're all like. Uh, really? Uh, straight up, can I just last thing and then I promise like, I'll do oh. recommendation. I also I think I wrote down at some point I was like, A, I need her to have a hobby because her obsessing over Rebecca is taking too much time out of my day. And number two, oh I, I think I mentioned I okay, I wrote it right here. It says, Was she hatched like with no experience whatsoever? She can't make conversation. What the hell, man? Like she just like Oh god. She didn't know how to be a person. She was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Did you not have friends when you were like growing up? You had a family. You had to have decent attachment to good. your parents. Like, did you really not? Autism. Hi, Adam. Speaking of me. autism. Here I am. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Be nice. Is that not the joke? I thought he knew. Oh, I thought he was is. part of it. He is, he is part of the I joke. I didn't know he... that. Oh, okay. yeah. I went to him one day, um, and I literally said this. I said, Adam, because I told a joke. And he was, he's very dry about it. He didn't understand. And it was a very good joke. So he didn't laugh. And I said, Adam, you ever think that there might be a touch of something wrong with you? And I didn't say anything else. And Adam said, you mean autism? He's like, autism. He's like, yeah. And then he took like a bunch of quizzes. And he's like, Sarah, I think I'm autistic. I'm going to the doctor. And sure enough, they're like, you can't really diagnose it as an adult. You know, it's really hard. So he definitely believes he. Like, what are you doing? He knows what's Tell up. Tell him we've got about I 20 minutes left of this podcast. Let us cast. And then oh, yeah. We, we have to cast. We have to cast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're just we shooting this shit. Our readers are like, what the fuck? Because you know I'm not going to edit this out. <laughs> I was going to say, you can just cut it out. And you're like, mm, no. No. We can listen to our lives. <laughs> Give me the finger. Okay, let's get to casting because I just saw Heather's Mrs. Danvers and I didn't mean to, but it just popped yeah. up. So. Okay. I have two of them on there. So okay, okay. They're both good. So well, I'm going to pull up my slideshow because y'all know I had time to be extra this time. Oh, yeah. And I am going to go over to your slideshow. 
I started out with Mrs. Van Hopper. What'd y'all start out with? Uh, I put it all into my file and I didn't. Aww. Let's see what was first. All right, so. Mrs. Van Hopper actually came up first for me as well. So. Okay. So I've got uh, my this, Mrs. Van Hopper is Annette Badland, who plays the Slitheen and Doctor Who. She tries to take over Parliament. And she's also in Ted Lasso. She's the barkeep, the very saucy barkeep, who I adore. I've heard good things about that. It show. is. I recommend it. It's good. Who's your Mrs. Van yeah, Hopper? Heather. My Mrs. Van Hopper is Pam Ferris. She's Aunt Marge and Miss Trunchbull. Oh yeah. Aunt Marge from oh. Harry Potter and Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. Nice. Um, That's the same person. And I was definitely going for. Yes. Nice. And I was definitely going for the Aunt Marge vibes. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, I like it. I chose literally who they casted for the 2020 for Rebecca, <laughs> but it's because I watched her in Hereditary. I really enjoyed that movie. <gasps> that um, is she what she's it. from. Yep. Yes. That's it. Yep. Okay. Uh, so as soon as I saw that, I thought, well, I have to have her in here because one, I enjoy her as an actress and two, I could definitely see her being just like, hmm. okay, I see it. I see it. I'm here for it. All right, number two, uh, I called her old girl, but the main character, because <laughs> she didn't, we should talk at some point. Okay, readers, you guys are finally, you're going to know this, but we're, bonus episode, we're going to listen, we're going to watch Rebecca and then come and talk about it, the 2020 version of Rebecca, and then talk about it. And then, uh, to draw you guys into it, that's when we're going to talk about why the main character doesn't have a name, because we should, we should have discussed that, but I don't feel like doing it right now. So I cast <laughs> uh, Mia... Wasikowska, I think is how you say her name. I cast like the same person. Yeah, she's in Alice in Wonderland, Crimson Peak. She's in Jane Eyre and Madame Bovary. Jane oh, Alice in Wonderland is one of them. Which from. leads to why I picked my Maxim, but we'll get into I, that. Yeah, I love, oh, I, I love her. All right. She's great. Yeah, she is. She's, she's one great. of my faves. I, I really enjoy her. Sarah, you picked the same person. Heather, who'd you pick? Um, I did Daisy Ridley. Oh, I love her. From Aww. Star Wars. And she's just really pretty and sweet and young. And I was like, and she's British. And I'm like, I'm here perfect. I tried to yeah. pick as many British people as I could. That's fair. Oh, my I think Old Girl is Australian. I could be wrong, though. Ugh, my bad. No, 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 no. I typed no. in my British actress and she popped up. My okay, I was like, what the wrong, heck? You're like, I've been wrong. deceived by Google. No, yeah, she's Australian. Mia is. All right. Uh, so the Maxim, the guy who plays Max, Maxim, everybody else has casted him. I thought it was my turn. Okay. I cast yeah. Michael Fassbender because. Yeah. Oh my God, me about too. Time. Did you pick him from Jane Eyre, Sarah? I sure did. They had such good chemistry in Jane Eyre. I freaking love that movie. I'm probably going to go watch it tonight huh. now. Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Well, I was like, it's about time. Oh, I like everybody else I casted him. It, it was my turn. Like everybody else has <laughs> cast it on you, but I haven't. I haven't cast it on you. I, I almost casted her <laughs> as the main character in this. That's the reason I didn't, because I was like, probably Heather's gonna cast her, but you, but you. I made a very act, like a very purposeful decision not to. I appreciate because she's British, if I recall. Yeah, I think so. She's beautiful as so. what she fucking is. She is yeah. perfect. All right, uh, literally. Heather, who's your? Who's your? My maximum. Um, I did Henry Cavill. I love Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. He's not probably not old enough, but I went Henry, for it. I, was like, I think he's in his 
Oh, I don't want to. I don't like him. Yeah, I feel like he could this, be very sophisticated. Yeah, I picked a picture that would how be like almost how he would be. For, honestly, I, I was kind of looking for. He's thirty eight, so he's almost forty two. But I was thinking like Mia from you know because we make the rules right. So I was thinking Mia from Alice in Wonderland when she looks kind of young. Yeah, so Pete, young and innocent. Which is really what I was going for. Crimson Peak really had the vibes for me. Oh my, Crimson Peak for sure had the vibes of this. Like. I thought of that movie. Speaking of obviously. Peak, so I've never watched it. Okay, it's on Netflix. Watch it. It watch is it. so one. good. Uh, half of Sarah and Mai's cast comes from Crimson, Crimson Peak. I, saw I noticed. <laughs> I was like, geez, I'm Pete. All right, speaking of Crimson Peak, Frank, I picked Tom Hiddleston <gasps> from the oh, okay. That's good. Crimson I like Peak that. High Rise and Only Lovers Left Alive. Oh, okay. Which I haven't seen. I like but it. It's a vampire movie, and I might watch it. I like it. I could not remember the age of Frank, so I chose the guy who plays Mr. Darcy in Pride and oh, Prejudice. Matthew Just McFadden. imagine him as he was then. Yes, I love him, and I couldn't remember his last name, but I uh, thought, you know what, he'd be great. But I wasn't thinking like what age he was. But that's okay. We'll pretend it's the Matthew from Pride and Prejudice. There you go. Oh, yeah. Love Mr. Darcy. Yeah. Because it's not well, Matthew character. Yeah, that. Matthew McFadden. I think that's a good thing. He's on MI6, and he's in another movie where he's a little uncouth, but like American or something. I don't remember. Mm. I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips from it, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're not Mr. Darcy. I have a hard time, like me compartmentalizing characters and people playing. It's rough. It's rough for Bedelia. Yeah. 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 So I thought Frank was old. I don't know why. He was about the same age but, as uh, him, but I'm here for your pick. <laughs> yeah, Jim Broadbent. He just is, as I'm thinking Professor Slughorn is, uh, he plays another thing, so that's <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but he's like, you know, a, a sweet older guy that's there to give advice and get and just have general conversation. I feel like Professor yeah, Slughorn just imagining could just Rebecca have conversations. to seduce him. Liam Turner down. Oh like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca don't care. She's got holes to fill and he's a man. So. Stop. Stop. <laughs> she's I don't have time. <laughs> like, I'm here for whatever you got. There are a lot of holes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which, oh, have you guys God. seen Taylor Tomlinson's quarter life crisis? She's like, do you know how many holes I have in me? I can take this slice of Swiss cheese around the block. It's over for you, dude. That's what she says. It cracks. She's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's She's so great. funny. Mrs. Danvers is next. I picked Tilda Swinton. Uh, oh, that that's a good decision. Yeah, so that was yeah, yeah. She's also in one. Only Lovers Left Alive. She's in everything. She's in I everything. love her. A, I freaking love she's her. She's a white witch. In I don't think I put together that. Constantine, Doctor Strange. I don't think I put together that those are all the same person, but all of those characters are very specific in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, she's got yeah. range, oh girl does. She's also in Vanilla Sky, that weird ass movie with Tom Cruise. Oh, she's only in it for like yeah. 2.5 seconds, if I'm not mistaken. She's like a witch in Suspiria, which is this really weird, suspenseful movie. It's wild, but she does an amazing job playing that very like unhinged type person mm-hmm. in the occult. It's yeah, it's really she's cool. She's got range. Same. Oh girl has got it. She does. I literally chose who they chose in Rebecca. Uh, yeah, Kristen Scott Thomas. Ah, yeah, so she looks I'm like a good dancer. Yeah, I found that picture probably from Rebecca, and I thought, I huh, that's her. Yeah, <laughs> so good job. That do be that way. Good job. It do be All right, that you way. have two, Heather. Yeah. Who are your two people? Um, so my first one, um, 
And honestly, this other, the other one that I just cast was my initial thought, and I completely forgot about it. But I'm going to cast my, um, we'll say my second thought that feels more like my first thought. And it's Kate Winslet. Kate. Gosh, I could just see her being a bitch and me wanting more, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow, I really thought it was going to be. But who's uh, the person that you like, also told? I thought it was the first lady. No, yeah. Well, the first lady, was, when they kept describing her as a skeleton, I uh, she plays in. So the second lady, let me look at her name. What movie is that from? Because it's so familiar. Yes, it's uh, The Devil Made Me Do It, The New Conjuring. Okay. Okay. That's it. I can definitely see that. Yeah, her name's Eugenie Bondurant. And she's the occultist in that movie. And she looks like a straight up skeleton the whole time. And so just now I remembered that that was my first impression of Mrs. Danvers. Because they talked about how like sunken in her face was and how her cheekbones were and how she was just skeletal. And this was my first person I thought of. I forgot about it when I was casting. So there she was. Um, Perfect. I really enjoyed that. But Kate Winslet, though, she can't I, be a bitch, yeah. I'm sure, with her I good like, acting skills. She do, she has range, too. I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Reader she does. with uh, Ralph. Oh, boy, who plays Lord Voldemort. I don't remember his last name. The end. No. Like I've seen, I think I saw it and fell asleep. Okay. What, The Reader? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, if you can get through it, it is solid movie. That's very good. But anyway, so Lieutenant Julian, I picked... Rachel White, who I adore. She's yeah. in the Mummy. Constantine. She's in the Mummy. Yes, oh my god, that's my girl. I, I was her for Halloween last Freaking year. I love her. Uh, she's so pretty. And she's fantastic in the Black Widow. She is. I like it. I didn't cast um, the lieutenant, but I'm going to say it's the same pick as you because I've been choosing everything. <laughs> okay. Else. We did such a good job. Such a good pick. Yeah, we're just gonna keep that. Killing it. Killing it. Um, I chose Russell Crowe, definitely okay. big time um, Javert yeah, vibes. Yeah, he's fantastic. Russell, Russell Crowe is pretty solid. I get him and Kurt Russell mixed up sometimes by their names. <laughs> their faces are different. Yeah, they were perfect before yes. and after yeah. if it was the Will of Fortune. <laughs> Kurt Russell Crowe. I think about it way too much. <laughs> All right. Favel. And I'm the uh I picked Harry Had- Hayden or Haddon Pat- Patton. I actually haven't seen mm-hmm. him in any of the... I-, I have seen these movies. I don't remember him, but he's in The Deep Blue Sea, The Crown, Downton Abbey, and About Time, which if you guys haven't seen About Time, yeah. that is also a solid movie. What's it about? Time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for picking up on that. Anyway, Harry Haddon... Hayden Patton is my pick for Favelle. So my my Favel Favelle was Charlie Hunnam, who Ooh. plays in uh, Sons of Anarchy. He also mm-hmm. played in Crimson Peak. Um, but I like that photo of him because I thought, you know, like he seems attractive. Like if he were my cousin, maybe. <laughs> Big cousin energy. Rebecca and Favelle looked alike because genetically they should. I feel that. (laughs) Which is why I picked my hairy guy. But Charlie, I get that. I was like, uh huh. All right, Uh Heather. You know, he comes in, gets his soda and his, what is it? Whatever. Whiskey? (laughs) Yeah, you drank a lot. 
<laughs> oh, whiskey soda. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to butcher this name, um, but it's Nicolaj Coster Waldo. I, I think it. And he's he's Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Waldo. Oh. Since he already played an incestuous man, I thought, yeah. why not go again? Today's the day. And he's attractive. Like, you know. Okay. I can see it. He is, I right? Can, can you? Can y'all I didn't like him then. I, won't like I, him I need now. someone with a straighter yeah. mind than me. Is he attractive? <laughs> yes. He's relatively good looking. It's like, yes. he's attractive? Question mark? He's attractive? Like, uh, right? Is his face symmetrical? Then yes. Scientifically. Right. Oh, yeah. The golden ratio. He, he, he probably needs right. the golden he ratio. Right. That's a fair point. All right. So, yeah. Oh, my Rebecca. Oh yes. Uh, right. So that's such a good well, Rebecca. Well, she's fantastic she in like Crimson Peak. She's incestuous in that too. Oh fuck. She is also my same Rebecca. Just want to throw it Jessica out there. Jessica Chastain, so. by the way, readers. You guys can't see these pictures. You don't know who the fuck <laughs> yeah, I looked it up and was reacting before we even said it. Yeah. She's wonderful, and I love the pictures from Crimson Peak of oh, her. Yeah. I think she is She's so pretty. She's got the blonde pretty. brunette hair. I was like, this is the perfect Rebecca. Because there's like the one picture where she looks all right. And then this other one where she looks like she's, you know, fucking Rebecca. Fucking awful and evil and shit. Oh, yeah. She's Rebecca fucking Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. Because she would do that, she, I bet. Her banging herself all the time. I mean, I would. Me too. Mrs. Danvers banging herself to the thought of Rebecca. I get it. Who <laughs> <laughs> touches herself in those uh, sheets at night? Oh my gosh. With her. With uh, Rebecca's the nightgown over her face. Uh, the scent of yeah, those nightgown. white azaleas. Mm. Yeah. Okay. The windows open, listening to the sea, thinking about her dead out there. I bet that's what she All right. Was. Oh, yeah. She was, she was playing the skin bagpipes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bag of bones? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say skin flute, but she doesn't have no, a penis, I wouldn't assume. She don't have that. So I'm like, oh, that we had to go with some other skin instrument. That we know of, right. We just don't know. We're not here to judge, regardless of how she identifies or what mm-hmm. appendages mm-hmm. she has or it doesn't okay. have. Right, 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 right. Sarah, did you pick the same person or not? Yeah, I, I picked All the right, same cool. person as you. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> Heather, who is yours? Um, so mine is Katie McGrath. Yes! She plays. I love her so much. Yes. She plays in Merlin and she plays in uh, Jurassic World. She's also in Supergirl. She's great. She plays Lena Luthor. Yes! She's in that as well. I love Kate. She is beautiful. Yeah. Like, and as Morgana in Merlin, she is fire. She would be a great Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I mean, that was my thoughts. All right. And then I, I think, and I know you cast Beatrice. <laughs> no, you did. When you put Jasper, I thought was it the mistake? I'm like nope. because, and I'm like, should I? Pick she has a very specific dog picked, in mind, I, I guess. She did. She Stella did. Stella from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I know she's not a spaniel, but she's precious. a corgi, and she's just as cute. That she's is precious. Because the original, so the original Jasper died the last couple of seasons. It was Stella. The first Jasper, I don't remember his name. I mean, Cheddar. His name Aww. was Cheddar in Brooklyn Nine Nine. The real dog's oh. name is Stella. Um, I cast Beatrice. Yes. And is it, it just the from the movie? That, yeah, it was just the lady from the movie. <laughs> Solid. I like it. I'm here for it. And the, uh, what was his name? Giles? Giles. Mm-hmm. Giles. Um, I decided in my head, I didn't put him on there, but it's going to be the guy who plays uh, uh, Laszlo on What We Do in the Shadows, which 
amazing. Do you have not watched that show? I don't I've know, only ever watched the movie. It. I didn't get. I haven't gotten to the show yet. Movie amazing. Show amazing. Everything amazing. I like Taika. Um, but Justice. I thought about him, and yeah, I immediately thought of that. I was like, okay. So anyway, that's my two picks for them. Sweet, I love it. Um, so I did Beatrice as Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she also has a strong jaw, and they said that uh, Beatrice was like a little bit masculine—not masculine, but like I'm probably just because she reminded her so much of Maxim. I got a masculine feel. Um, not that Kira Knightley is masculine at all, but she could be. Like if she wanted to put on like a suit, she's got the great jawline. I think it would be great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also casted Ben. Um, I chose Eddie Redmayne. Oh. 100% the only reason I chose him is because I typed in British actors. I went to images and I looked for the idiotist eyes. <laughs> Jesus, Heather. <laughs> and it's just this picture. Look at the picture I posted. He is not, he does not have idiot's eyes, but this picture is a weird, he's like got a weird look. He's probably just like hadn't, he was in the middle of stopping his smile oh, or something. Oh, so his okay. eyes yeah, had that changed. That's not a great picture of him. He looks like he's staring off into space. I said, and that's my bin. That's awful. I Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I'm going to hurry up and cast Beatrice real, real quick because I don't care about Giles. But I'm going to pick Emily Blunt just because I love her. Ooh. I'll take it. She's Ooh, great. she made good. I'll take yeah, that. I love her. Or Blake Lively just because in... Uh, Ooh. Ooh she'd be a good Rebecca. She's a, a simple favor. She would have been a great Rebecca yes. if she was not blonde. But mm-hmm. in a simple favor, she wears those suits. I'm like, oh, my God. I love her. Yes. She could sit on my face if she wanted to. I don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's beautiful. Okay, I picked I picked Ben. Um, his name is Chris Elliott. He plays Roland in Schitt's Creek. He also yes! plays the guy with the little hand. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just as, as soon as you start talking about the eyes, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I know, I know. So then you go and you just look at some of his images and you can just, you'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I mean, I know exactly whom you're talking about. I just love him in Schitt's Creek too. Oh, Schitt's Creek is a fantastic show. It's wonderful. It's so good. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I know. I know. Excuse me for not answering a single text. (laughs) David. Oh, David. And Moira is, oh. Moira. She's so wonderful. Moira is so amazing. When I they think. found him in the field, and they're like, David, what are you doing? Just out Alexis. And she's like, well, excuse me for not answering, like, a single text. <laughs> I, I was so worried, David. <laughs> it's great. You have I, to watch it. Well, I know it, it's good. My wine and crime gals that I listen to often we'll say it david like that and they'll talk about shit street so I'm, i know it's probably it's so fantastic mostly because i also really enjoy most of the cast uh moira oh my yeah. god her so and uh, eugene levy together um god she's in fucking everything but if she's something mahara oh she's in a little bit she's the mom in uh home alone uh, isn't she also the mom <laughs> she in, is uh, beetlejuice isn't her name delia in that movie yeah, that's her. Absolutely. You are correct. That you don't her. hear Delia very no. often, which is why I pick it out. I mean, besides the fact that it's my name. So I'm like, that's, that's my name! 
same, but like sometimes <laughs> it's one of those names that you don't hear. Anywhere often. you go, there's like three Sarahs. You're just like Sarah. Mm. With or without an H, though, you got that. You got that H. Pop. Has, if it's not oh, Sarah listen. friends, and one of y'all has an H and the other one doesn't, uh-huh. it means princess. Let's well, okay she's inferior. It's okay. I'm just I found kidding. out from being friends with both of you. Yeah, that's right. You know. Um, it's okay. We're both great people. I mean, H is definitely superior, but that's okay. Uh, whatever. But it's fine. <laughs> no, it's, it's... Alright, those are our people. Oh, that's our cast. Final thoughts. Recommendations. I think, well, we recommended. Did you recommend? I don't remember if you did or not. Oh, I was looking up... We totally oh, hair, uh, you. <laughs> oh, girl. I was looking up that one. We're so, yeah, I recommend... <laughs> I feel so co-hosted right now. Like she just co-put us on like blast. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, I'm glad that that happened. So, are we good for the outro? No, you have to make your recommendation. Oh, I said I do. Oh, sorry, I said it while I was laughing. I was like, I recommend it. So I'll just say it officially. Yes, I recommend. Okay. But like, prepare to not love it until the end. Prepare for the final third to be the winner. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race, I guess. Yeah. Also, Mrs. Danvers can, like, get bent. Yeah, she can get bent. That's my final thought. But, you know, she does seem a little frail, so if we bend her too much, she might break. That might not be a bad thing. Good. I'm kind of hoping at the end, when she, like, runs out into the woods or whatever, that she just dies of exposure. Is that bad? Mm. I was hoping she just sat in the house. I was hoping that she had all of her things removed, and she put a singular chair in the middle of Rebecca's room, and she lit the room around But, like, why would she remove all of her shit? I bet you she removed Rebecca's shit, too, because she's like, I have to take this with me. (laughs) Yeah, you know she did. She picked a few things. So she could, like, make her own shrine at home. Mostly her vibe. She kept her own, like, pube hair and everything, like Rebecca's. (laughs) That was my joke, yeah. (laughs) Um, all right, fellow readers, it's time to say goodbye. Remember to check our Instagram for upcoming reads in the casting list. A big thanks to all of our wonderful listeners, our co-host Heather, that is moi, for writing our theme song, Dylan, who created our logo, Cynthia, who creates our episode art, and our respective life partners for their unwavering support. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time when we turn the page. <laughs>